The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. The worship, take all the honor, take all the adoration. We give you praise, dear Heavenly Father. And we celebrate your presence in our midst. We celebrate your presence in this place. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your favor. Thank you for your kindness towards us. Thank you for your blessing that makes rich and added no sorrow. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we ask that you send your word to us again this morning. Open our eyes, open our ears, open our hearts. Help us to receive your word like a farmer will plant good seed on good soil. And let the rain of your presence that you are releasing over us this season water the seeds that are sown in our hearts and cause them to bring forth bountiful harvest for us. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus. And somebody shouted a louder amen. Hallelujah. Please give your neighbor a high five. You can be seated in God's presence. Help me tell your neighbor one more time. I am going higher. And I believe God you are coming along with me. Glory be to God. I want to bring this teaching series to a close today, just to wrap up and tie together everything we've been sharing in the past few weeks. The crux of what we have been discussing is that God's plan for each and every one of us as children is for us to make progress, to advance, to move forward, to rise higher. We've been teaching um, along these lines, both in the Sunday service and in the midweek service. Um, the themes are pretty much the same thing. Sundays, we talk about rising higher. Can somebody shout, I'm rising higher? And on Wednesdays, we talk about pressing forward. Let me hear you declare again, I'm pressing forward. Praise God forevermore. And as we've said over and again, everybody wants to rise higher. Everybody wants to move forward. The challenge comes with the resistance we have to deal with. The resistance we have to deal with. And how to overcome that is really what we are teaching and what we are receiving instructions from God for. In Deuteronomy chapter 2, just to recap some of the scriptures we've touched on from verse 1, God told Moses, if you look at Deuteronomy 2 verses 1 to 3, you've been encircling this mountain long enough. They had come out of Egypt, they were on their way to the promised land, and they had gotten to this particular mountain, and that's just it. You see, those, it paints the picture we are dealing with. Mountains can be obstacles. And instead of them advancing beyond the mountain, they kept going round and round the mountains. And God said, no, move forward. Move forward. Particularly there, he said, go northward. Give them a sense of direction. And that's one of the things we talked about that is very, very important to us going forward. Hearing from God, receiving a word from God. You look particularly at the book of Exodus. One of the main things that helped Moses 
to get the children of Israel out of Egypt and taking them through the desert was, he was always getting a word from God. Most chapters in the book of Exodus will start with, and the Lord said to Moses, the Lord said to Moses. And that's what was happening here. Go forward. And if you read down that chapter, you understand why the children of Israel were circling around that mountain. There were certain territories, certain nations, certain kings and their people that looked mightier than them. Looked stronger than them. And of course, the children of Israel were unwilling, in their mind at least, they thought they were unable to engage them in battle. Then God spoke to Moses again, I have given you this king and his people and his land. And God said, begin to possess it. I believe the King James says, begin to engage him in battle. And it was from that word or that instruction that Moses started fighting with those kings. And as they engaged in battle, God helped them. And they overcame. Hallelujah. They helped, God helped them and they overcame. And I believe this is where I want to tie up what we are teaching. How, this is my main question to us this morning. How do you see God? Particularly when you are faced with a mountain. You are faced with a challenge. I have no doubt that everybody wants to make progress, wants to advance in every different, all the different aspects of our life. But how, how do you see God in the midst of your battle? And what God helped Moses and the children of Israel to do when he spoke those words to them was to help them see God as the one that would help them in the midst of their battle and fight their battles for them and help them overcome whatever they needed to overcome to advance. How do you see God in the midst of your battle? We studied from Philippians chapter 3. Apostle Paul said these powerful words that I press to lay hold on that which Christ Jesus laid hold of me. I do not, um, I'm not of the mind of the opinion that I've already attained. Said so this one thing I do, I forget what is behind me. Philippians chapter 3 from verse 12, I believe all the way to verse 16. I press to lay hold. I press. And that's another thing we emphasize. You need to press. When there are pressures against you, when there's a mountain before you, there's a Red Sea before you, an army running behind you, and it looks as if you are boxed in, somebody shout, I press. I press. We taught several things we can press into. Press into prayer. Press into revelation. Believe God for revelation. Believe God um, to, to, in the place of prayer as you are praying. Believe God for revelation. Believe God for wisdom. Last Wednesday, we focused on another dimension of getting vision. Vision and revelation go hand in hand. Vision. Let God help you to see beyond where you are. And we looked at how we can get that kind of godly vision that will help us to press. Somebody say, I press. Look at this verse again, because I think this applies to practically all of us here. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. One of the major scriptures we um, dealt with. No temptation or challenge or mountain, or obstacle as overtaking you, except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation, he will also make a way of escape. Can I hear somebody shout, I'm finding the way of escape. In the midst of every temptation. In every challenge I find myself, I am finding the open door of escape. Say, so God will make that way of escape. That is the faithfulness of God. 
The faithfulness of God is not that the problem will not come. That's not how God's faithfulness works. When we get to heaven, we will start experiencing that dimension. The faithfulness of God is not that the problem will not overwhelm you or overtake you. No. So maybe you are drowning, you are sinking, you feel overwhelmed, you feel helpless. Again, I'm asking my main question today. How do you see God in that kind of situation where the temptation has overtaken? Overtaken means it has almost swallowed you up. Can you learn to see God as faithful? And that in the midst of this problem that I seem to be drowning in, there is a way of escape. All I need to do is to believe God for the vision to see it. To hear it. Sometimes what we think we are seeing and hearing is not the vision of God or the plan of God for our lives. And that's not the door of escape that God has ordained for us. We read about Isaac's story. We talk about it a lot in church. It's very relevant to the days we are living in and the times we are living in. There was a famine in the land. And like many other people, Isaac wanted to go to Egypt. But in the midst of that temptation, God spoke to Isaac, don't go to Egypt. Dwell in this land. I will bless you. That was Isaac's door of escape. Notice the faithfulness of God wasn't that the famine will not come. No. God allowed the famine to come. Notice the faithfulness of God wasn't that the famine wasn't harsh. No, it was a harsh famine. It had overtaken everybody, including Isaac, to the point where Isaac wanted to run to another place. How do you see God? And Isaac was able to get that vision and he got it right. One of the powerful things we said on Wednesday is that in seeking godly vision that will enable us to advance, not only must we seek to see vision, we must also seek to interpret the vision, understand the vision. Habakkuk said, God said, write the vision, make it plain. So that he that runs, he that reads it can run with it. All that takes understanding. So not only did Isaac know he needed to stay in Jera, he understood he needed to sow in Jera. He interpreted it well. And it takes a lot to sow in a land of famine. There's a way of escape. Somebody shout, there's a way of escape. God is too faithful. Hallelujah. There's a way of escape. You may not know it, but you can seek it and find it. He said he will give you that way of escape so that you'll be able to bear the temptation. In other words, you'll be able to win. You'll be able to overcome. You'll be able to soar. You will rise over the temptation. Glory, glory be to God. How do you see God? Let me show you, this is what God told me to share with us today. How to see God. And this is for every single individual hearing my voice this morning. One particular dimension of how you must see. If you are going to rise higher, particularly in the midst of temptation... This is one vital way to see God, to know God, and to believe God. John chapter 6 is our text, our main text this morning. Glory, glory be to God. This is the story of when Jesus fed the 5,000. And a little background here. The people had traveled with Jesus. The Bible told us they had been with him for three days. They were just... I mean, they were just blown away by the things he was teaching them. And three days had come and gone. They were still with him. And it was now about night. And the disciples were saying, send them away. Jesus said, no. You don't have to send them away. Let us feed them. Disciples responded that even if we had so much money, 
Where are we even going to get the bakery that will break the amount of bread to feed these people? It's, it's not, it, there's no solution to this problem. And the Bible said Jesus was testing them because he himself knew what he would do. God always has a way. Always has a way. And where there are no answers in the natural, God can always create a supernatural open door. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Verse 10 is where we pick up the reading. John chapter 6 verse 10. Then Jesus said, please watch this very carefully. Let me start from verse 8 so that we can catch what I really want to emphasize from this story. It's a very familiar story. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, verse 8 of John chapter 6, There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, verse 10, Make them sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, the five loaves that Andrew said, what can this thing do? He took the loaves and when he had given thanks, hallelujah, he distributed them to the disciples. And the disciples, to those sitting down, if there was any rascal among them that refused to sit down or standing, they ignored him. I'm just saying that. You don't see that in the Bible, but <laughs> praise God. Somebody say to those sitting down. I mean, Dr. K has taught us a lot from this scripture. That means rest. Tap your neighbor and say rest. Rest, rest, relax. You may not know a way out, but God knows a way out. Tap your other neighbor and say rest. The distribution only got to those that were rested, that were sitting down. Praise God. The disciples distributed to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish, as much as they wanted. Verse 12, so when they were filled... He said to the disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. Therefore, they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets. Much more than they had when they started with. They started with just five loaves and two fish. But they gathered up 12 baskets with the fragments, the leftovers. So this was overflow. This was abundance. This was much more than what they needed. They started with so little that looked inconsequential to the problem that they were faced with. But when God was done with them, when God had finished with them, they had so much left over. Somebody say you are coming into overflow. Let me tell you, neighbor, you are coming into overflow. God will supply much more than you think you need. Hallelujah. Fill 12 baskets with fragments of the five barley loaves which were left over by those who had eaten. And verse 14 says very interestingly, then the men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did when they saw the miracle. <laughs> this is truly the prophet who is come into the world. And I think another gospel account said they wanted to make him king. Ah, if this man is our president, <laughs> he will solve all the problem for us. Dollar will no longer be 1,000 naira. Uh, 1,000 naira. <laughs> Amen. But of course, that's not what Jesus wanted. He didn't want them to make him king or president. He wanted them to learn something from this story. Praise God forevermore. How do you see God? Or how do you see Jesus? Please look at me very carefully, everybody. 
in the midst of your temptation, in the midst of your challenges, in the midst of this thing that is trying to overtake you or run you down? How, how do you see him? There is a perspective of God this text encourages us to develop about God. And this applies to everybody. Listen very carefully. God is the person. Please, just one point this morning as we wrap up all the things we've been talking about. God is the person that you put what you have in your hands into his hands. I'm going to say that to you very carefully again. He is the person that you put what you have Somebody say, what I have. You put it into his hands to take care of you. You put what you have. You, you trust him. Thank God the disciples trusted Jesus. What do you have? We have a little boy's lunch. Just five loaves and two fish. It's small. It is not enough to take care of these people. It's not enough to address what we are faced with. But he told them, bring it to me. Can somebody shout out loud, bring it to Jesus. What you have. What you have. In this particular text and story we read, what they had was small, little. But the moment they put it into the hands of Jesus, he began to multiply it. And at the end of the day, what little they had became more than enough. But this concept just doesn't Apply to when you have little. That is the story here. But please catch this. What some of us are facing, the issue is not how much we have or how less we have. But you can borrow something powerful from this text. Just what you have. This, this is the way we say it in church. Come the way you are. Someone has a damaged past, a broken past, a shameful past. And it seems as if you are being drowned, you are being overtaken, you can't find a way out, you can't move forward, you can't advance, you don't know how you are going to make it another day. Hear the word of the Lord to you today. Take that past that you have, that broken, damaged, shameful past, and put it into the hands of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen to me very carefully. I'm going to say it in a way we like saying it. God is coming to your domot this morning. And all he's asking you is, take what you have. Ah, I've made so many mistakes. Oh, I've messed up my life. Oh, I've done things wrong. And that's what's holding you back. Or that's what the enemy is using to hold you back. That's what it's trying to use to keep you down. But how do you see Jesus this morning? And he's telling you, change your image. I will take your broken past. I will take your damaged past. I will take your mistakes. And I'm going to put your life together so much. Hallelujah. Your mess will become a message. Hallelujah. I will bring a testimony out of it. Glory be to God. Somebody is saying, I am weak. I have no strength. I have no intelligence of my own. I have no counsel. I have no, I, I, I seem to have nothing. God is saying, bring that emptiness that you have. Hallelujah. Put it into the hands of Jesus. Can somebody shout, put it into the hands of Jesus? God is the one that will take what you have. It is nothing. It is empty. It is weak. It is void. It's not presentable. 
but I'm putting it into the hands of Jesus. Somebody shout again, I'm putting it into the hands of Jesus. He can take that emptiness and make something out of it. Hallelujah. Somebody says, I've been disappointed. My heart has been broken. I've been conned. I've been cheated. God says, come. Look at anybody's mind and say, come. Take that disappointment. Take that thing that has happened. You were cheated. You were robbed. You were disappointed. Put it into the hands of Jesus. Am I talking to somebody this day? I failed. Glory be to God. I failed. We've all been there before. I failed. I've lost hope. I can't see my way out of this mess. Put it where? He took what they gave him. He didn't ask for anything else. Look at anybody this morning and tell that you are good the way you are. Oh, help me tell somebody you are okay the way you are. The only question we want to answer this morning is, will you put what you have into the hands of God? Can you trust him? Glory be to God. Can you trust him? I know what you have is little. I know what you have is shameful. I know what you have is nothing. I know what you have is disappointment. I know what you have is failure. I know what you have is broken. But I'm only asking one question. How do you see God? Hallelujah. Is it the one you can take what you have and put it into his hands? And watch him do what he does. Somebody's story is changing this morning. Hallelujah. If you read further down... I believe this was in Mark's account. I, I won't have the time to, to, to open it today. They were going on another journey. Please stay with me very carefully. And then the disciples were now arguing about the amount of bread that they had with them. Ah, we don't have enough bread. And Jesus told them, ah, is it that you didn't understand when I multiplied the five loaves? and two? Didn't you understand the miracle that what it's all about? Because this time they now needed to feed people again. They didn't have enough bread and they were arguing. I just, didn't you understand what we did the last time? That it's not about how much you have or how little you have or the mistakes you have made or the promises that you have been denied or the disappointments you have experienced. It's not about that. So can't you remember, as long as I'm here, how do you see me? Glory be to God. And he did the same kind of miracle again before their eyes. He multiplied the little they had to feed the number of people they needed to feed. As long as I am here, if you can trust me and put what you have, hallelujah, into my hands, everything is going to be okay. Somebody hearing me this morning? A lot is going on in our nation and in our world. And people don't seem to have answers. But God told me to announce to somebody this morning, I am the answer you need. Praise God. Somebody say, Jesus is the answer I need. Let me hear you shout, Jesus is the solution I'm looking for. Has nothing to do with the number of loaves you have. Has nothing to do with the number of fish you have. Has nothing to do with the past failures you have experienced. Has nothing to do with the disappointment you have been through. Has nothing to do with how broken, how shattered, how uncomfortable or how messed up your life may be. No. If you can just bring, look, if everything is so shattered and all I have left is just one little piece of my life. And bring that small piece and put it into the hands of Jesus. Somebody say, I'm putting all I have in the hands of Jesus. I can't hear you say, I'm putting all I have into the hands of Jesus. I am trusting all I have into the hands of Jesus. 
Hallelujah. He's going to make it all right. Praise God. This is the simple truth. The enemy is using that concept. Ah, all I have is too little. What I have is broken. What I'm carrying is just disappointment. All I have is shame and failure. I've just been duped. I've been messed up. And he's using that to hold somebody back. <laughs> Glory be to God. But God says it ends in your life today in the name of Jesus. If you are the one I'm talking about, shout a louder amen. It ends for you today in the name of Jesus. What you have in the right hands. Hallelujah. In, the, in your own hands, it may not be able to move you forward. You may not know the way. You, the disciples, he said he did it to test them. They didn't know how they were going to feed the people. But he said, bring it to me. Glory be to God. Help has come for you today. I said, help has come for you today. Put it where? In the hands of Jesus. So all we have said and all we are saying about how am I going to move forward? I'm going to come just as I am. Somebody say just as I am. And I'm going to trust everything I am, everything I have into the hands of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now the apostles had Jesus with them physically. As I close this morning. So they could bring their five loaves and two fishes and they could drop it physically into the hands of Jesus. You and I don't have that mechanism today. Are you still with me? But what do we have? We have prayer. Hello, church. And we have laying on of hands. And I wish we had the opportunity to lay hands individually on everyone today. But we don't have that time on a Sunday morning. But we'll make the best of what we have. Are you with me this morning? Jesus is coming to your very doorstep. He's giving me the instruction of, we're going to use those two things. But I won't be able to personally lay hands on everybody. We won't have the time. But I want you to see, did you get the simplicity of what I shared with us? We're going to pray. And you are going to lay your hands on yourself where you are. Hallelujah. And you're going to present before God what you have. Ah, I have a broken marriage. Present it before him. My health is broken. In fact, doctors have told me they don't know what to do again. Present it before him. My finances are messed up. I did one business two years ago. I've not been able to recover. Come just like that. I can't even make head or tail of where my career is anymore. Come just like that. I lost my job six months ago. Pastor, in fact, as I'm here today, I'm not even sure why we are going to make it through this week. Bring it that way. That you had a negative experience. You lost your job. If you have Jesus, oh, and if you can see him the way he's presenting himself to us this morning, as the person that if I present myself like this to him, he will make it all right. See, if you don't see him that way, if all you are seeing is I lost my job, or the company I was working shut down, and that's all you are carrying on your head, it will weigh you down. But that gravity pull is being broken over your life this morning. Am I talking to someone? Can come to God just like that. I lost my job, Jesus, but I'm trusting myself into your hands. Hallelujah. You can take a jobless situation and begin to do wonders that we will never be able to explain. Rise on your feet. We have just a few minutes this morning. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Can you declare with me before we begin to pray? I see God. Let me hear you say, I see God. The way he wants me to see him. He can take what I have and make it into what I need. Hallelujah. They needed to feed people. 
They had little. But they understood that if we put what we have in the hands of Jesus, he can. In fact, not only did he give them what they needed, he gave them over and above what they needed. May that be your testimony in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to pray. That's what we're going to do. Are you ready to pray this morning? Can you help me look at anybody and ask him, are you ready to pray? And it's a very simple prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, I come just as I am. And I present what I have. However small it is, however broken it is, I present it to you right now. And I trust you to make me whole. I trust you to fix me up. Come on, pray with me. Say, I trust you to give me much more than I need to give me overflow in this situation. And I commit myself, I commit my situation into your precious hands. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just like you multiplied the little boy's lunch, the five loaves and the two fish, Lord, let your power of multiplication, let your blessing come upon what I'm presenting before you today and let me experience the miracle that will cause me to advance, to move forward and to rise higher out of my situation in the name of Jesus. Will you lift your voice and begin to pray just as you are, just as you are. All God is asking you to pray and you are not just praying for praying, you are presenting your five loaves, your two fishes into the hands of Jesus because you see him as the one that can take what you have and make it what you desire, much more than you desire. And all he's asking you to do is pray, pray. Put that family into my hands. Hallelujah. Put that marriage into my hands. Put the finances into my hands. Trust me with it. Trust me with it. Oh, I want you to pray. Please don't let any neighbor distract you. Don't let any thought of the enemy distract you. We're going to do this just for a few minutes. And after we've prayed a while, I'm going to ask you to lay your hands on your head. And we're going to follow the instruction God showed me. But right now, open your mouth and pray. Put that business, put it, yeah. I know the government policies has affected you negatively. I know the situation in the economy is a burden on your business. But God is telling you this morning, how do you see me? How, how do you see me? How do you see me? I know you have suffered losses in that business and that investment. How do you see me? Bring it. And say, Lord Jesus, my broken business, my broken finances, I put them in your hands right now. And I trust you for help. This season, you that can multiply five loaves and two fish and make it more than enough. I trust what I have, what I've experienced, what I've been through, what I'm suffering right now. This thing that is like an anchor across my neck. I take it from my neck and I put it into your hands. Hey! Mayala bosata, yala brekedosata. Somebody, your heart has been broken. You have been disappointed in certain relationships you have been in. And that is now like a weight over your shoulders. But hear the word of the Lord this morning. Come just as you are. Put that issue into my hands. In my hands there is healing. In my hands there is recovery. In my hands there is wholeness. In my hands there is restoration. Put it into my hands. Put it into my hands. Put it into my hands. There's somebody here you are worried about tomorrow. You can't seem to see a future for yourself. It looks bleak. It looks dark. You don't know the next way to turn. 
People have counseled you. People have prayed for you. People have advised you. But you just seem to be in this black hole. Hear the word of the Lord to you today. Put that situation. Take that future that looks bleak. Lord Jesus, I put this situation this future that I can't seem to make a way out of. I can't seem to make a headway. I commit it into your hands from today. What do you have? <laughs> what are you going through? What have you been through? What is weighing you down? What are you experiencing? Bring it into my hands. Bring it into my hands. This prayer is not for a few people. This prayer is for everyone. Even that person that you are doing well. Your business is soaring. Your business is flying. Things are going great for you. Hear the word of the Lord to you today. Put it into my hands. Secure tomorrow by putting that good thing that I've given you. Put it into my hands. One more minute of prayer. Please don't be distracted. Just focus on Jesus. How do you see God this morning? We are just addressing one issue as we wrap up this series. How do you see me? Can you see me as the one that will multiply your five loaves and your two fish? Can you see me as the one that can mend your broken heart? Can you see me as the one that can take care of the shame and the failures of the past? Can you see me as the one that can handle the situation you are going through? Put it into my hands. Yes, 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 yes. He will make it whole. He will fix it up. God will give you an answer beyond what you can imagine. He said, out of every temptation, I will make a way of escape. <laughs> I will show you the way of escape. I will show you the next level. I will show you the way out. I will show you what you called impossible is possible with me. What you deemed impossible ha, is possible with me. Put it into my hands. Can you stretch forth your hands this morning? Stretch them out like this, both hands. I anoint your hands with fresh oil from heaven. I speak the grace of God afresh over those hands. Stretch your hands. This is what God told me. This is what God told me we should do. I speak favor into your hands. I command blessing upon your hands. I command the fresh oil of God into your hands. In the name of Jesus. You are going to pray one more time, but this time you are just going to pray for grace. You are going to pray for fresh oil and the anointing. You are going to pray for a release of favor. You are going to pray for a release of the blessing. The blessing of God that makes rich and adds no sorrow. Now take those hands, put both of them upon your head and say, Father, I thank you for grace, for favor, for blessing and a fresh anointing over my life this day and this season in the name of Jesus repeat that prayer one more time before we pray in the Holy Ghost say father I thank you oh I wish you would lift your voice louder father I thank you for fresh grace for fresh favor for your blessing that make it rich and adds no sorrow and for a fresh anointing repeat that say a fresh anointing upon my life in the name of Jesus open your mouth and receive it this morning receive it this morning your hands are blessed with the blessing of God receive it over your life this morning favor favor is in those hands receive it this morning the wisdom of God somebody are going to leave this service 
and you will know what to do. You will know what to do. I decree it. You will know what to do in the name of Jesus. The no sorrow blessing of God is upon your hands right now. No sorrow blessing. You came into this service sorrowful. But right now, the blessing that makes rich and adds no sorrow is coming afresh upon you through those hands. No sorrow blessing. That burden is lifted. That sorrow goes away. See God as the one. He will multiply your five loaves and two fish. One more minute of prayer with your hands on your head. One more minute, one more minute. God is doing a new work upon you right now. Ha! I said God is doing a new work in your life right now. God is multiplying your little. God is making whole every broken area of your life. God is turning your shame into double glory. God is bringing restoration for every loss. God is bringing victory in every area of disappointment. Right now, right now, right now. For everywhere you have suffered shame, God is giving you favor. Favor. Why? You have trusted your matter into his hands. You have trusted your problem into his hands. It's happening for you right now. In the name of Jesus. Look at me. Look at me. I did not send myself and I did not give myself this message. Said, tell them to see me. Tell them to see me. As the one that if they can trust what they have, little or much, broken or whole, messed up or put together, it doesn't matter. Just put it into my hand. And if you have done that this morning, please hear me. You need to rest. As I touched on that as we read the text. Can you promise, as long as God helps you, you are going to leave this place and you refuse to worry? You know, when the miracle started, the Bible took time to tell us that they only gave the multiplied loaves and two fishes to the men that sat down. the men that rested. You see, if you are trusting God, it's not that the mountain is not there. It's not that the Red Sea is not before you. It's not that Pharaoh's army is not, you know, it's not that you don't have the challenges, but you are at rest. Somebody say, I'm at rest. Because I've handed everything over to Jesus. Can you say that again? Say, I'm at rest. Because I've handed everything. Somebody say, everything. Sound that everything like you mean everything. Everything. Hallelujah. I've handed everything into the hands of Jesus. All those things that were weighing me down because I could not see a way out. Those things that kept me from rising higher because I didn't see a way out. I have handed it over. Say I've handed it over. Say it again. I've handed it over. One more time, let me hear you. I've handed it over into the hands of Jesus. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we praise your holy name. Yes, you deserve the glory. Somebody enter into rest as we worship him with this song. And the honor oh, oh, oh. 
God, we lift our hands. Lift your hands as we sing it. You deserve the glory. Sing it one more time. Oh, you deserve. You deserve. Rest as we worship Him this morning. Rest. Don't let that yoke of bondage weigh you down again. You have put it into the hands of Jesus. You deserve the glory. Kinamasata. Somebody lift your hands. Kinamashatasa. We're going to sing it two more times. Lift your voice and sing with us. You deserve. You deserve the glory. The one that can fix everything that we put into his hands. The one that can make a way of escape out of every temptation. The one that can part the Red Sea. is doing and he told me to tell you the devil is doing a lot he said he goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom may devour he's looking for the marriage he will devour looking for the career he will devour looking for the church he will devour looking for the family he will devour looking for the body or the health that he will devour But God said the devil is not the only one that is walking. Hallelujah. The devil is not the only one that is walking. The Bible said when the people saw the miracle, they had been hungry for three days. 
But thank God they hung around Jesus and his word. But when they saw, wow, so this is what God is doing. It didn't matter what the devil had been doing in their lives any longer. Hear me, we have just a few minutes. I think I've even overshot my time. But hear me, because somebody's life will change this morning. If you will praise God from your heart this morning, He will open your eyes to see what He's doing. And if you see what God is doing, hallelujah. Did somebody get that? We're going to praise Him again just for a few minutes. We have to close. But I want to encourage you, press. You see, when Jesus took those loaves and He took the two fishes, and he gave thanks. The Bible said he first of all gave it into the hands of the disciples. And then they started giving it to everybody that was seated. Somebody shout, I am rested. It took a while before the miracle was able to touch everybody. Are you hearing me this morning? But God had already started walking. Can I hear somebody declare, God is walking on my issues. God is intervening in my affairs and as I worship him today he will open my eyes I can't hear somebody this morning he will open my eyes and I will behold the wonders of God in my life lift your hands we're going to sing that song again you are great you do miracles so no one else like you. There is no one else. There is no one else but you are great. You are great. You into your hands and thank you because you can mend us up you can fix us up we see you as that God that can take the little that we have or the mess that we have and bring something great out of it Lord every life before you today whether they are here physically with us or they are connected online I present before you one more time. And I thank you for this blessing of multiplication, this blessing of healing, this blessing of wholeness coming upon every life in the name of Jesus. Thank you because testimonies will answer to us this week. 
miracles will answer to us this week. Your good hand is doing great things in our lives. We give you the praise in the name of Jesus. And somebody that is excited lifted their voice and gave the Lord a loud shout of praise. Come on, give him a shout. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.